Well, I'm I'm on on the the waiting side. side. Yes, I'm on on the waiting side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, April 12th, and I'm so thankful we get to be together uh, on this broadcast. Thank you to those who are listening on the radio 95.9 FM. Uh, we welcome those of you who are watching on Facebook and then also listening on the podcast. And I appreciate each of those different groups. And uh, we're so thankful you take the time to listen. We had, of course, yesterday, Sunday, we had a great day. God gave us uh, beautiful weather. Uh, we had some scary weather on Friday night with those storms that blew through. And then we had some rain uh, through the night, Saturday night into Sunday morning. But God gave us a beautiful day yesterday. We had a guest preacher, uh, Pastor Andy Harrell, was with us all day. And uh, every message, every lesson, uh, the marriage seminar Saturday evening was all just a blessing. And so I'm, uh, I'm fired up, I'm filled up, and I'm ready for a great week. I'm looking forward to preaching Wednesday night, but I enjoyed getting to sit and hear some good preaching yesterday. And uh, we had a great day. We had a, a baptism uh, yesterday morning, a young man. I say young man, uh, he's uh, probably my age, I guess. So that's young, right? But uh, Maurice uh, got saved on Easter Sunday. He got baptized yesterday. And then we had some uh, missionaries last night we voted on uh, that we are now supporting on a monthly basis. We had a missionary project, and uh, we were talking about just how God has blessed our church in so many ways, and to God be the glory. Uh, We had Sunday school classes that were back to meeting uh, yesterday morning. We'd been combining some of our uh, junior uh, classes. Those are now back to normal. Next Sunday, we're starting back our buses and getting those buses rolling and It's just been a wonderful, wonderful time, and God's been so good to us, and I thank the Lord. Uh, God's given us uh, good health, and God's uh, protected our members, and uh, we're continuing to see those COVID numbers going way down, and to God be the glory. Uh, We're looking forward to uh, getting under the tent for the month of June, and then in July, we'll be back to our regular uh, schedule with the early service and the morning service and all the ministries. It's going to be great. I want to say this. Happy birthday yesterday to David Lewis and Effie Pearson and Sarah Thacker. I hope you had a great day yesterday for your birthday. And then today, happy birthday to Anthony Brown and Steve Vassaturo. And I hope you have a great day today. We're looking forward to this week, of course, uh, Wednesday night, prayer meeting, Bible study, and then next Sunday will be a great day. Uh, I want you to hear this song. Um, Nathan and Grace uh, sang this last night. such a powerful song. It's going to go along with our Bible study today from the book of Daniel. Uh, I also enjoyed getting to hear that. uh, We called it the Sisters Quartet. It was uh, two sisters, uh, Caleb's wife 
uh, Jennifer, who's also my sister, and then uh, my sister Julie, they sang, and then um, Melissa and Chelsea Dixon, which they're actually sisters-in-law, but Sisters Quartet kind of has a ring to it. They sang, did a good job. And then yesterday morning, we got to hear from our um, ladies' trio. They did a wonderful job. Uh, Landon sang yesterday morning for the drive-in. That was powerful. And then the choir and children's choir. It was just a great day. But here's a song I want you to hear. I want you to think about these words. I'm glad that God still speaks to us in 2021. And I'm thankful that the Bible is still speaking and the Holy Spirit is still at work. You listen uh, to this great song, He Still Speaks. Amidst the hustling, clamoring world, sometimes it's hard to hear the voice of God speaking to my soul. But in my quiet time alone, when I approach His holy throne, His tender words fall gently on my ear. He still speaks. I know His voice. Sweet. I hope you know, I hope you've experienced what that song is talking about. And I'm not talking about uh, God speaking to you in an audible voice. 
Uh, but I'm talking about God speaking through His Word. And I'm talking about God speaking through the Holy Spirit. God will speak to you through the, the preaching and teaching of the Bible. I hope you have a quiet time, a, a devotional time every day where you get alone with God and you read the Bible. And as you read the Bible, God speaks. This is His Word. And He wants to speak to us and He will speak. I hope we're, hope we're listening. I think of that story in the Old Testament of Samuel as, as a boy. He was in the temple and he heard somebody calling his name and he went to Eli and said, yes, sir, you called me. And Eli sent him back and said, I didn't call you. What are you talking about? Go back to bed. And it happened three times. And finally, after the third time, Eli said, the next time you hear that voice, I want you to answer and say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And Eli realized that it was the voice of God speaking to Samuel. And Samuel went and went back to sleep and he heard that voice again. And he said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And guess what? God had a message for Samuel. And God's got a message for you. And God's got a message for me if we will listen, if we'll get in the book, and if we will let God speak. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. We're in Daniel chapter 9. And the last two chapters... Daniel 7 was in the first year of Belshazzar, of the Babylonian Empire. The vision in chapter 8 was in the third year of Belshazzar. Daniel chapter 9 is in the first year of Darius. So now we're under the medial Persian Empire where Daniel was still there in Babylon. And that's where we have the account of Daniel 6. Daniel was in the lion's den and that was King Darius. And so we see this vision, Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 1. It says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans or the Babylonians, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Now, now think about just this alone. This is powerful. Daniel said, as I was reading and as I was studying the Bible, he said, it came to me. It clicked. It registered that God had told Jeremiah that there would be a 70-year captivity. Well, guess what? Daniel lived through that captivity. Daniel was taken as a young man from Jerusalem and Judah. He was taken to Babylon as a captive, and he was there under the Babylonian captivity. Well, King Cyrus and the uh, Medial Persian Empire came to power, and King Cyrus was the one that issued a decree that said that the Jews could return to uh, Jerusalem, and that was in 536 B.C. Well, they went into captivity about 606 B.C., 536 B.C. Cyrus sent them back, and Daniel's saying, okay, it's all coming together. And it was exactly as Jeremiah had prophesied. We're studying on Wednesday nights the book of Jeremiah and the different prophecies. Well, Daniel lived through that. And he said, as I was reading... And as I was studying, he said, uh, I, I saw and I understood that what God was talking about with the 70 years of the desolation or the destruction of Jerusalem. I want to say this. I know we haven't gotten very far yet, but I want to say this. Uh, when you're reading the Bible, uh, compare Scripture with Scripture. Uh, the Bible is the best commentary on itself. And sometimes we read one passage and we have tunnel vision, and all we think about is that one passage. 
But I want to remind you that God's Word says about itself that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, that means complete, thoroughly furnished or thoroughly equipped unto all good works. God wants us to get in the book. Now, if you're not reading the Bible at all, I'd say, hey, start with something. Do it one verse a day. One verse a day is better than zero verses a day. But maybe you're reading one verse a day and you say, I want to read one chapter a day. Or you're reading one chapter and say, I want to read a couple chapters a day. Or uh, I remember my dad used to talk about he'd read a proverb every day, which I do. He would read uh, five Psalms every day, and you can get through the Psalms in a month. Uh, he would read some in the Old Testament, some in the New Testament. And you say, well, that'd be so confusing. Well, no, it's not because the Bible all fits together. The Bible is the Word of God. And as you study the Scripture, God will show you something over here that helps you to understand this over here. And so uh, Jeremiah said, I understood. And it's a wonderful thing when God uh, turns on the light bulb and it clicks and you say, now I understand what God was saying. And so Daniel said, I understood it. In verse number three, he said, and I set my face unto the Lord. Now, we don't use that terminology a lot, but to say that I set my face unto the Lord, it tells me that there's something that Daniel did on purpose. Uh, we say something like this. When you're talking to a child, especially, and you want that child to understand something, you'll say, now, I want you to look at me when I'm talking to you. Uh, Joanna and I will say to our, our children, but especially it seems like Kylie, she's three, and she's at the age where she always wants to talk. She always wants to tell you about something. She always wants to do something else, but she doesn't want to stop and she doesn't want to listen and she doesn't want to look us in the eyes, especially if she's in trouble or if she's, you know, done something wrong. And so we'll say, Kylie, I'll say, Kylie, I want you to look at my eyes. I want, I want to tell you something. I need you to listen. I want you to pay attention. Look right here in my eyes. And can I tell you what Daniel was saying was that he was setting his face he was making a conscious decision to say, I want to look in the face of God and I want God to show me something. I want God to help me. He says, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek. He said, I'm looking for something. I've got to see something to seek. How do we seek God? Notice what he says, by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Daniel said, if I'm going to look at the face of God, if I'm going to set my face on the Lord and what he has for me, Daniel said, I've got to get to prayer. I loved what one of the things Brother Harold said yesterday as he was preaching was he was talking about uh, the, the, the special time that we should have with God every day. And he was talking about how that he'll go in his church auditorium and he'll walk through that auditorium during the week and he'll pray and he'll talk to God. And can I tell you, I do the same thing. I love it. I love being in the auditorium when it's packed with people, but I love being in that auditorium when there's nobody else there, just me and God. I love praying. I love talking to God and asking God to meet with us and asking God to speak to hearts and asking God to prepare me uh, to be able to stand up and to preach his word. But can I tell you, there's got to be some time in your life where you pray. Our lives are so busy and we've got technology. We've got computers. We've got cell phones. We've got uh, all of the, uh, the smart gadgets 
And uh, boy, it just seems like we are so organized. But you know what happens? Sometimes we have so many things going on that we don't make time for the Lord. And Daniel said, I'm going to set my face to the Lord. I'm going to give God my full attention. I'm going to get in prayer. I'm going to spend time fasting. That means to go without some food or go without some things. And uh, I, I tell you, the Bible says that there are some things in life that cannot be accomplished without prayer and fasting. That ought to be a part of your Christian life. You need something from God. You ought to take, say, I'm going to miss a meal. Uh, I'm going to miss a couple meals, but I'm going to fast. I want God to know that I am serious about this. So much so, I'm willing to give up some things in order for God to answer my prayer. Then he says, sackcloth and ashes. You say, well, what in the world is sackcloth and ashes? Well, the sackcloth was a material kind of like we would uh, think of a burlap. Uh, it is a, a material that they would put on a, 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 a robe or put on an article of clothing made of sackcloth, and that sackcloth uh, would literally irritate your skin. Uh, that sackcloth would itch and, and rub, and you certainly wouldn't wear that clothing very long, but the prophets would do that. And you say, why would they do that? I think one reason was they would put on that sackcloth to show God that they were serious about getting right with God. Just like that sackcloth would irritate your skin, can I remind you, our sin irritates God. And God hates sin. And, uh, and we ought to confess our sin and get our sin right. And they would put on sackcloth and then they would put ashes on their head. That was a sign of humility. That was a sign of brokenness. That was a sign of coming before God and saying, God, would you please forgive us? God, we have done wrong. We have failed you. We have forsaken you. And God, we know that we need you. And they would come back to God with, with prayer and fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Notice verse number four, Daniel said, I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. There must be confession of sins. I want to tell you this. I'm thankful that 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I hope today, I hope you'll spend some time praying. I hope you'll spend uh, some time focusing on God and listening to God. Let God speak to you. I hope there'll be some things in our lives this week that we will say, I'm going to fast. Now, I'm going to be willing to, to come to God. Maybe you don't have to put on real sackcloth, and you don't have to go to the fireplace and get real ashes, but there ought to be some real humility. And there ought to be some real confession of our sin. And we ought to get things right with God. I want to remind you, God is still holy. And God in His holiness, He wants His people to be holy as He is holy. Daniel here begins to pray. And we'll get into more of this in the next few days. But he begins to pray. But he said, I've got to set my face. I've got to get my focus back on God because I want God to hear my prayer. I hope you'll have a great day today. I hope you'll spend some time in prayer and I hope you'll live on the winning side. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll continue our series from Daniel chapter nine. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? 
We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.